right, welcome back to the big program. Just after 8 o'clock in Edmonton, Kevin Carius and Eddie Steele with you on a glorious Friday morning, looking at a high of 10, plus 10 for today. A great weekend, a little chillier on Sunday. Time now for On The Mark, powered by Booster Juice. Visit a location today to refuel, refresh, and re-energize or download their new Booster Juice rewards app to earn, order, and enjoy. As we welcome in Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet. A good Friday to you, Spec. Hey, boys, I see Eddie's got a tie on. You got a job interview? Or- <laughs> hey, easy. That's what Donovan, the intern, said about two that's, weeks that's ago. What he said, and then I ate him up. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, Speck. Did you see the picture of Eddie with the big right gun in the Great Cup yesterday? No, I did not. Okay, you'll have to have a look at that. I, I think you might rephrase your question after that, uh, after a gander at that pick. Yeah, or you could hire me to come and chop wood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you want to see Looking Paul? Sharp. Yeah, you want to see best Paul Bunyan? Radio guy in town today. Ah, appreciate you, Spec. Appreciate you. That's what happens when a guy blasts in here early, like at you know quarter to seven, and then he's got a full eight hours after nine o'clock. That's dedication, yeah, Spec. That's dedication. It's kind of right like there, you, kind of like you. Well, yeah, yeah. If you can call what we do work, Kev. I guess. Mm, you know, as I always say, Spec, we're not swinging hammers, are we? No, not swinging hammers. No, I used to have a buddy in university, and whenever he started dozing off in class, he's a little bit older, and he'd gone off and worked for a while after high school, and he got some crappy jobs. He decided, man, I got to get back to university. So he's older than us, yeah. and I borrow his notes one day, and I go, "How come in the margin it, it, there's all these little?" spots that say 40 below jackhammer <laughs> and he says because that's what i did when i wasn't in school whenever i start dozing off in class i write down 40 below jackhammer and it snaps me to attention <laughs> I, I get that i totally get that that would do it that would do it well it's funny because we talk about your first job was at bonton eddie proposed at bonton did you ever have spec uh, a real vigorous, like hardworking job where at the end of the day you came home and were just wiped? Oh, yeah, yeah. I had this Latvian uncle. He had a little construction company. He built sort of specialty houses. But he didn't do things like uh, like when he had to dig a stairwell for a basement, he didn't like rent a bobcat or any of that. He hired Spec to dig the hole. <laughs> <laughs> so I worked for him one summer. And, uh, oh, boy, I came home sore from that job once in a while. I worked, uh, painted houses for a couple summers, Ooh. and that's, painting houses hard work, boy. Like, it's not, it looks easy, it ain't easy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know what, fell off a ladder or two along the way. Maybe that's my problem, mate. <laughs> yeah. Eddie, did you have, what was your uh, most rigorous By work? far the most rigorous job ever. 2014, Chris Jones' first training camp, first job as a head coach in the league. He didn't have much of a leash on him, so he ran us to the ground. I've never experienced anything like that before, the way he ran us. Uh, so that was by far the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Uh, like, But even with work, like when you were a kid. Uh, man, I had a pretty easy life. Pretty <laughs> wow. easy, you know, like my first job ever, I was uh, 12 and I worked for a flower store, and I was a clown <laughs> waving at cars on the corner of the street. <laughs> oh, this is unbelievable. Got- so I'm a grinder, man. I was working, earning a check at 12. I was a grinder, Good man. for you. You were in a clown suit, though. <laughs> Making money. No other 12-year-old was getting a check. Oh, man. Oh, that's good stuff. So spent, but I got the funniest part of the story. I got to tell you, I got fired from that job because it was winter time and I was sitting on the snowbank waving at cars 
<laughs> I wasn't standing. Oh, no. They caught me sitting. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no one likes a lazy clown, Ed. No one oh, likes a lazy boy. clown. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. All right, Speck. Uh, Oilers with a back-to-back. Uh, Minnesota tonight and then Calgary tomorrow. The Flames had a uh, kind of an entertaining game, just like the Oilers did against uh, Boston last night, winning it in overtime. A goal by Nazem Kadri as they went back and forth. But... Out-of-town scoreboard was pretty kind to the Oilers last night with Vegas losing and L.A. losing. So, I guess, what do you make about this uh, this back-to-back starting with Minnesota tonight, Speck? Well, it's kind of like uh, moving day a little bit, isn't it, at the golf tournament? You know, they, the Oilers, that one point against Boston looks awfully good compared to the zero points that L.A., Vancouver, and Vegas got last night. And this is the this is a time here. I haven't looked at their schedules, but I'm going to assume that that all of the all those teams played last night. They're not all playing back to backs. Edmonton's got two in a row against two non playoff teams at home. They're going to make up a couple games on the on their divisional opponents here. And this is you know you need three of these points, right? This is if you think you got a shot. At chasing down Vancouver, they've lost four in a row. You got to start winning. This is when you make it back. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's it's everybody's trying to win. I get all that, but you need three or four here if you think you're going to take a run of the Canucks one day. Yeah, there are a couple of teams that have had the the coaching bumps, and some have had better than others. The Oilers are probably number one. St. Louis number two. What do you make of uh, what's happened in, I guess, in Minnesota? Yeah, not enough, mm-hmm. right? Not enough. I think they're, you know, they're that. I think Minnesota and Calgary are the same team. Uh, Calgary's at the moment better. Neither are contenders. Both have some guys that other teams would like, and both of them have to take a long look in the mirror and say, "Okay, what are we doing here?" We've both been middle of the road teams for a long time. We're we're not bad enough to get the high draft pick. We're not good enough to win anything. Uh, we're both in divisions with teams we can't beat. So what are we doing here? You know, what's going on? I think they're both, there's a big fat mirror in the office of Craig Connor and Bill Guerin. They both got to take a long, hard look in it right now. Speck, I'm hearing a lot of talk about, uh, you know, Stu Skinner being tired and fatigued. I don't really buy that because, like, we just had the all-star break, so there was time off. But do you, uh, is there any merit to that? No, no, I don't think he's tired. I mean, he's going through what every player in the league goes through. Eddie, you know, it's it's a 82-game season, and you don't play 82 good games. And as a goalie, you don't play 55 good games. You, some of them aren't good. And he's just going through it. That's all. In my eyes, uh, I think he showed with, with you know, the three-month period, he showed how good he can be, and now he's having a little bit of a sag. Guess what? The whole team's having a little bit of a sag here, too. So mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't freak out by any means. Uh, if you throw another start to Pickard here and there, fine. But uh, I'm not worried about uh, Skinner until this thing lasts a lot longer than this. Uh, saw you at practice yesterday, Speck, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins did not practice yesterday. What do you think the chances of him playing tonight are? Oh, like, you know, I was saying to Jay last night, like, you know, I've never torn an Achilles. I'm knocking wood here. I've never ripped out an ACL or any of those hockey injuries that they have. But we've all been sick right? We've all had the flu. And you ask me how I'm going to feel tomorrow when I got the flu, I can't tell you. I got to wake up and figure it out. So, mm-hmm. you know, is I, I have no idea if how Ryan Nugent Hopkins feels, if he's going to play in either of these games. Uh, the good news is Fogel was on that top line looking really good. And if I'll tell you right now, if Nugent came back tonight, 
uh, I would find a place to play him that does not displace Ryan, uh, Warren Fogel from that line, boys. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you. Speck, I want to ask you, when you go into a game, is there anything specific that you as a journalist are looking for, um, you know, that you're looking to cover a certain angle, or you kind of just go in and let the game unfold in front of you? Well, there's pizza after the second period. I'm always quite <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes there is, eh, Speck? Sometimes there is. It depends. Who gets first. Yeah. It depends on the line in front of you. <laughs> uh, Eddie, you know, it, there's different. every day is different. Some days you have an idea and you go, if this happens, I'm going to have a hell of a column. So, you know, in our business, you're not allowed to cheer for your team. You're allowed to cheer for your story. So if if... You know, if the Oilers are starting some young rookie who's, you know, for instance, I'm, I go into every game hoping Connor Brown scores a goal because I, I'd like to write that column. I'd like to write the story of the guy who yes. finally scored the goal. Mm. But I'm not up there cheering and fist pumping for him. Uh, I go into some games, you know, a lot of most games I go into and say, okay, let's see what happens. The worst journalist out there is the guy that writes a story at three in the afternoon and then tries to pound the square peg into the round hole when the game's over at 11 o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be able to think on your feet. You got to yeah. spot the stories as they come. Sometimes you got a couple in mind and you're, you know, in your quiver that you're hoping for, but sometimes none of them pan out, man. So you just got to wing it. Mm-hmm. So Eddie asked you about Stu Skinner. We'll see Cal Pickard tonight and we'll see Stu tomorrow against Calgary. That's the, uh, the assumption yeah. and uh what do you think of cal going into this one after the win in dallas because that has to be a big confidence boost for a guy you know playing on the road in dallas one of the best teams going even though dallas is struggling a little bit now but what do you think about cal yeah. tonight uh, i've got as a backup goalie i've got you know complete faith that you'll get a good game out of cal pickers like yeah. i don't He's done nothing, but what's his record, Kev? Is it not like six and two or something? Six and one? Uh, I know that he's only lost once in his last like five or six or seven games, whatever it is. So, no, no, he's not only has he given them every chance to win when he plays, they win mm-hmm. almost every time when he plays. So, you know, this whole thing about can Cal, what happens if Skinner goes down? Well, that's you know can Cal Picker play every night? That's a completely different conversation. Mm-hmm. But in terms of a backup, in terms of a guy that if we're four games into a series and I didn't like Skinner's game last night and I want to start him in Game Five, you know what? I haven't seen a lot of backups with better numbers and better records than Cal Picker right now. I'm not sure why there's this lack of belief in that player. Seven and two spec, so seven and two goals goals against two forty eight save percentage nine ten. So. Numbers what do you are want? numbers are very good, very good. Oh my goodness! We were sure. talking talking about the out of town scoreboard last night. Uh, Vegas loses seven three. Mark Stone uh, is going to be out for some time now. How long he's out for, we will see. Do you smell one of these uh, eight week scenarios that all of a sudden he's on LTIR and then in ten days the Vegas Golden Knights go out and have the cash, the affordability to land a big player and then bring Stone off of LTIR at the end of the year. Yeah, um, Frank Cervelli is reporting that he may have a torn spleen or lacerated Lacerated, yes, lacerated. So that's that's a pretty serious injury. That's something that's, I mean, that's got to be a three-month injury is my understanding. Mm -hmm. So... So two-part question, right? Are, is Vegas going to fill in and use their LTIR? You bet they are. Every team in the league would use their LTIR. That's the rules. They're not breaking any rules. You'd be a dummy if you didn't do it. Now, 
does the calendar flip from regular season to playoffs and suddenly it's a miraculous recovery from a four-month injury to a two-and-a-half-month injury that would be what i'm you know if that happens let's have this conversation again Mm -hmm. uh i think the last three cup winners have been well well over the cap with their playoff Mm -hmm. roster i don't like it nobody likes it it's a it's a crappy way to run your business, Gary Bettman. Yep. It 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 entices people to cheat and lie and do these goofy injury things. I don't like it one bit. The league should fix it. But until they do, if I'm running a team, I'm doing the same darn thing, aren't you? That's it. exactly it. Why you, wouldn't you? Yeah, you're not breaking you? the rules, but it stinks. Yeah, it's unethical. It's obviously unethical, but why wouldn't you? If we're in the business yeah. of trying to win a championship and the last three cup winners have been well over the cap, like Speck said, yeah. and we all know the fishiness, why wouldn't you if you're competing? Yeah, like let's have our unethical Stanley Cup parade down Jasper Avenue. Are people going <laughs> to unethically skip that unethical parade? Exactly. Right? Exactly. <laughs> all right, Speck. I know you got a busy day, busy weekend. <laughs> Things are shaping up nicely for you. You got back to backers here tonight and yes, tomorrow. Yes, sir. And, a lot of good uh, hockey this weekend. A lot of good fun. Let's get out, uh, let's get out to the rink. Beautiful weather. Let's man, after it, boys. Good thing you don't have the uh, snowmobile drag races in this weather. 10 plus 10 today. Yeah, yeah, not a lot of miles on the old sled this winter, eh? <laughs> Holy cow. Oh, <laughs> I'd save you a tune-up in the spring, that's for sure. All right, thanks, Beck. <laughs> get, back, right, boys. get back to digging those basements. <laughs> See you later. That's uh, Mark Spector on the mark, energized by Booster Juice. Get the boost you need at Booster Juice. I'm still trying to picture this clown outfit you had on, Eddie. I yeah, mean, I had to get in there 10 minutes early, put my makeup on, 12 years old. You put old. makeup on. Yeah, 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 the, the clown face. Was there a, like a red wig? Yeah, wig, big <laughs> shoes, and man, KK, I got fired at 12. It was the winter, and I was lazy, sitting on a snowbank. Fired, Wild. fired at 12, Duke. What? kind of flower shop was this that a clown was their mascot it was man it was a growers direct big yeah. big time i've seen that yeah, before they, I, you've seen clowns. it you've seen it in edmonton too dude yeah standing on clowns? the sides yep i see guys out like flipping the signs and stuff and like in in the fall they normally like uh when the halloween towns or spirit of halloween are popping up everywhere they got like people out in like different costumes like i saw mario one day and whatever but like a 12-year-old well, kid, you're gassing him up in a clown was, costume mm-hmm. and Let's stuff. talk ethics. You got <laughs> yeah, a 12-year-old yeah. kid in the winter. <laughs> Do this or you're done. <laughs> seems, Mom, like, uh, seems, like a power, seems like a power dynamic, if you ask me. <laughs> Unethical is right. Oh, it. boy. Uh, text coming in, 1-833-401-1440. Bob is texting. Bob, be ready in the next break. I'm going to fire off you one question. Uh, one very quick trivia question, Bob. So be listening. If you don't answer it in 10 seconds or less, so you have to be ready. 10 seconds or less, you're out. <laughs> Kevin Carius, Eddie Steele, Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. That's a good song for uh, Friday, I would imagine. Is that why you picked it, Duke? Let me yeah, put, that's uh, that's one put, that's coming on the request line before. <laughs> let me put on my surprise face. Uh, that's uh, that's one of Jana's uh, oh, long-time yeah, happy listener. That's, uh, that's one she's yeah. put in on the request line before. I so. believe I know who Jana is, so yeah. Um, did you put your request in, Eddie? I did. It's oh. in. Yeah, It's I in did. for... See if you know it, if you've heard oh, it. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Duke. No? I might think you'd be able to give Kevin a billion guesses. 
And oh, really? He will, he will not know. Eddie's I think song. just the name okay. of the artist, Kevin, okay. it'll have it'll have him flabbergasted. I could I could type it out in front of him, and he would be like, "What no. is that? Yeah. What does that mean?" Yeah, yeah. Well, it's gonna be so. It's a rap song. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, well, at least they figured yeah. that yeah, out. Yeah. Okay. So, as many of our listeners know, Bob and I have had this running competition, feud, feud whatever you want to call it, about sports knowledge, trivia, things like that, and. Uh, Bob came in, dropped us off some cookies, so Bob's a good dude. And I said, Bob, I'm going to give you 10 to 15 seconds on this question so you can't look it up. And it's it's, it's a big question at this time of the year because the subject we brought up yesterday, Duke, we brought it up yesterday because it was an anniversary of uh, an event that happened yesterday. Um, it had to do the subject. So the question to you, Bob, is, and I'm going to send you the text to at the same time. And other texters, please fire it off because see if you can beat Bob in quickness because I don't want to have you looking it up. Same with you, Eddie. So here we go, Bob. Who did the USA beat to win the 1980 Olympic gold medal in hockey? Who did the USA beat to win the 1980 Olympic gold medal in hockey? Bob's got 10, 15 seconds. I'll well, I'll Bob. just count me out. Brendan comes in. He's he's answered. Wade from Drayton Valley's answered. So, Bob, it's quick Ooh, enough. Boy. Guys have answered. Boys are on it. Corey answers. Ooh. Are they right? Three right, two wrong. Oh, Bob, come Three on. Three right. Yeah, Bob is still. Now, see, Bob's tickling the ivories right now. Oh, like, oh, he yeah. is tickling. He's the, yeah, he's, he's checking, checking things out. The, Bob's. Yeah. Response to you sending him the question is <laughs> basically Jeopardy. calling it unfair. Jeopardy contestants get minutes on final. Je- they don't get minutes for one thing. Uh, they get like a minute, right? Yeah. But Bob, all these other we've got we Corey, got other cats, Northside Bob. Lou, VG, Adam, JP. Uh, also, how about okay? Here's here's this his second part of this. Hundred thousand dollar pyramid yeah. gets one minute for six questions, and I get ten seconds. Well, yeah. Bob, if yeah. you work out one minute for six questions, <laughs> or that's ten seconds a question, or take the time that you are to yeah. respond in these paragraphs and answer the question. Uh, so Wade, yeah, it's it's sort of a it's not a trick question, no. but Wade, it's kind of a trick question. No, it isn't. It is not a trick question. Okay. Why would you think it is? Because of the format. Well, that's the way it was. Uh, so, we like, again, we've had, like, uh, I don't know, 15, 20 texts in that minute. So, uh, Brendan says USSR. Corey says USSR. Adam, USSR. JP says check. USSR from Kareem. Bob goes, uh, Russ goes USSR. Wade from Drayton Valley. I think that was a semifinal, actually. Soviet Union. All right, Bob. Bob finally texts in about after 12 guys already. Uh, Bob goes, Russia, but beat Finland to seal the deal. So what does that mean, Bob? So here's the, the correct answer is Finland. They beat Finland, the United States. It was the final game of the round robin. If they don't beat Finland, if Finland wins, they don't win the gold medal. So that's how it worked back then. So Bobby, Bob, Bob's, well, he, Bob's on it then. Ah. He threw in the Finland nugget. Yeah. Uh, Bob, I see you, so Bob. It's not the USSR. It is Finland. Technically, Finland. They beat Finland to win the but gold medal. They, because well, well, of the well, format, well, since it wasn't. doesn't matter. They still had to beat the USSR they in tied, order to win. They tied Sweden in order to win earlier in that's, the round. So that's what I mean. Like They, it's a, they beat Norway 
earlier in the round robin. When there isn't a definitive gold medal game, how do you break it down? That if they don't win that game at the end, that was for all intents and purposes but if for the they gold don't medal. Win the game, we're not going to get into this, dude. This is this is a, in the annals of history. So at, at the end of it all, Bob. Yeah, you are Bob. Who's going? Correct. Bob, no. Bob was correct. Nah, Bob. He said Finland. He said, First of all, he's outside the fifteen second <laughs> by far. Bob, because he, he teched it. it out. Yeah. He, 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 a Duke and the feud continues. Fat Efron goes. Bob didn't watch the movie Miracle. I guess. <laughs> a lot of guys are going, and then CCP, CCCP. Uh, you know, there was a, a real good, a cool, a lot of cool angles with Canada at that team, you know, at the Olympics with the Canadians. Uh, John Devaney played. He's an uh, old accountant in town still, I think. Uh. They had lots of guys that were, uh, you know, uh, Claire Drake was, you know, involved and, you know, um, and not necessarily as a, you know, the, the big time coach and things like that. But uh, there were so many... Um, Angles, I guess you could say. Edmonton and, you know, just because of what happened in history uh, with the United States beating the USSR at the, well, CCP, sorry, CCCCP, USSR, whatever you want to say, whatever. <laughs> that is, but, uh, not Russia yet is yeah. what we're saying. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it was it, it was an exciting, you know, that, that changed hockey history. And I don't know if you heard yesterday, but that was the number one, Sports Illustrated ranked that in 1999, the number one sports moment sports moment in the century of the century really? 20th century so yeah i did not know that yeah huh. Corey goes bob's wikipedia is working <laughs> <laughs> yeah his his internet browser is working well and the high speed internet is yeah. fast you know it's it's funny like a lot of people but when you watch the movie and you know you you see that that moment it just you just assume that's what it was but if they don't beat finland then they don't win the gold medal. Mm. So it was the last game of the round robin. Mm. Good question. That was fun. Well, Bob, too bad, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was fun. Dallas texts in a little earlier. Uh, when Skinner loses his confidence, he stays in his crease, gives the shooters a lot uh, of net, 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 I hope, to shoot at. Uh, uh, he needs to get out of his goal crease, cut down the angles. That's from Dallas. Uh, that was addressed, I think, yesterday. Kevin Woodley was on with Jason Greger talking about that. Woodley's the king of goaltenders and um, style and, uh, you know, their, how they prepare and how they move around. If you if you want to listen to a guy that knows, obviously, a lot about goaltenders, he's, he's your guy. So... Um, I'm going to have to go back and listen because yeah. I, I love listening to Woodley. So I, I would like thorough, to very thorough. hear what he has to say about Skinner mm-hmm. and just his play overall. Yeah. So I got to tune back into that. Yeah. <laughs> King of Fort Nasty. I forgot this one. Uh, uh, good morning, KK Duke and Eddie from the King of Fort Nasty. I sure hope the Oilers can clean up the second period. We talked about that. It's been as sloppy as the Duke's kickers. Missing a word, Duke. Cowboy boots. Cowboy boots on a wet branding weekend. Ooh. There's nothing worse than trying to brand when it's uh, when it's sloppy out there on the in the you, pen. You wear rubber boots, wouldn't you? No, like, you wear just the old boots. And, I, I got my, uh, my my work boots, like because rubber boots, man, too slippery. They're they're like I I have to wear them all the time. Like dairy farming, you live in them. Because yeah. you're 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 wading through whether it be the foot bath, uh, back on the barn floor, like you scrape it nine times a day, and it's still two minutes later. There's a, a nice little layer. So like, 
but in the branding pen because it's just dirt mostly right like up in like we do it in our our riding arena just pound the old norforks into the ground but like then you're slipping sliding around yeah. like it's bad if i hadn't already torn my sail that'd be a mm-hmm. good time to do it but the bigger thing is like because then the calves are wet <laughs> and yeah. you can't like the branding irons go cold so quick that it just makes for a long afternoon infinitely longer we have no problem calling off if you're like if it rained or something too much that morning just call all our ropers and, and our uh, helpers be like yeah tabled for another weekend because this is an effort in futility talk about hard work well, man i mean what kind of footwear did you have when you had the clown outfit on besides the big shoes <laughs> didn't matter do you wear regular was... shoes inside your big shoes yeah, or do they did. have like I styrofoam did. things at the no, end i so. wore my regular but at the end of the day it didn't matter because i was sitting right so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. not but, for very long man though. i got that's respect duke like i i know uh-huh. about grinding and hard work and the physical toll you know working out and training but that's uh i have such an appreciation and respect mm-hmm. for uh, farmers and just people who do construction workers, all types of different laborious jobs, man. Especially in the winter. Exactly. You know, those guys, you see them pounding nails. Because they're crucial to what we do for our lives. Keeps the economy going. Yeah. You know, uh, but again, wintertime, those guys, you see them outside and... Man. Yeah. Minus full, 35, full, 7 a.m. and they're already out there. Ooh. Full marks. Uh, did you know I used to be on highway construction, Eddie? Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Had the biggest check i ever had for hours in two week pay period was 219 so 219 in a two-week pay period for hours hours that was what that was what was on the check wow 219 oh that's a nice check well a lot of ot yeah after 80 hours overtime yeah. So 140 hours of overtime. Ooh, that's a nice check. Well, back then we weren't making very much. <laughs> we weren't making very much per hour. We'd like to see it now. Yeah. But, uh, but a tank of gas cost you a nickel. That's yeah, a good point. It did. I, I did highway maintenance for a summer in college, and literally my job was roll around and pick up roadkill. Wow. Yeah. I think our per diem was eight or nine bucks a day. Mm-hmm. Man, that's... Well, so you picked up roadkill. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, now here's another. This is a true story. I, when I was on highways, one of the um, months or two months I did was uh, I was moving signs around. You had to move signs around, and one of the it was a deer cross. You know, deer crossing signs. You know, da da da. da. So you were, we were moving the deer crossing signs from wherever to here to there or whatever. But then you know, by the end of the summer, we were moving them around so much the deer had no idea where to cross. <laughs> I give that a three out of ten. <laughs> it's pretty bad, eh? I've gotten a few guys on that one, though. Yeah, you you know? had me going, yeah. but then I figured it. Well, yeah. All right. Uh, when we come back, we are going to go, are you in or are you out with Eddie Steele? And keep in mind, again, Eddie Steele brought to you by Bonton Bakery. Did you know Bonton's long fermentation sourdough breads are not only delicious, but they're also good for digestion. They are diabetes friendly. Check out their full lineup of bread in store or order online at bonton.ca. We're back. Kevin Carey's Eddie Steele. Are you in or are you out right after the break on Sports 1440? Stay with us. Okay, wait a second here. (laughs) First of all... If you could see the picture in the studio here, like Eddie's doing his dance, but Duke's at the board here and he's like bopping his head and he's got one of the, like the record, what are they spinning it there? Spinning it, DJ. Like when you're on, what do you call that? Like a turntable? Well, I don't know. When they're, when the the guys are doing the DJing, the rappers or whatever, you know, what's that called? 
Like Tiesto and all those guys? Yeah, DJing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but you thought you were like really manipulating. Well, I don't the- got any turntables in here, yeah. Kevin. I'm, I'm working the faders. Uh, I thought you were, it looked like eight. you were really manipulating the board. Yeah, working it. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Oh, it's okay. a good jam, though, eh, KK? Who is it? Fetty Wop. Never heard of him. Fetty Wap. He was uh, he was all the craze about uh, well eight years ago yeah, maybe yeah. right when I was in university that song Trap Queen six seven nine they were all pumping at uh, Ranch Roadhouse on a mm-hmm. Wednesday night get the ladies out on the floor mm. no sniff <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a personal text come in just to clarify a little bit about the nineteen eighty Olympics better get to that before we do in or out so it wasn't an, a round robin per se total there were two groups of six the top two teams from each group moved on to what they called um, the championship pool or whatever but uh, the top two teams went on and points from previous games against their own group carried over if you can understand that Canada actually was finished with the same record as Finland in their own pool in their own group but Finland beat Cal- uh, Canada to move on that's why Canada didn't move on to the final four, per se, which was U.S., Soviet Union, Sweden, and Finland. So if you can figure that out, Duke. Uh, power to you. Power, no, it's just that's how it was back so then. So this just goes to prove what I said, where it was not a trick question, but an unnecessarily complicated question with the intent of tripping people up. No. Well, not not NEP, just Bob. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes, Ed, Bob, you were not the only one who said Finland uh, to answer your text. Yeah. There were many people, Bob, <laughs> and way ahead of you. And uh, kudos to uh, uh, Mill Creek. No, who was it? Uh, the, oh, Dino. Dino said, I would be no good at this. My app is about a minute, minute slow, which is true that's great uh and we appreciate listening on all our platforms mm-hmm. but bob is big time and he's says he's on right bang bang and kevin texted it to him yes so, uh also that but the the good news is you didn't miss out on any prizing no Dean, this was a purely a battle of wits between kevin and bob bob Absolutely. is trailing in the standings in one of the biggest true. things too dean you're not over here chirping calling kk out so <laughs> you know you got to get the got to get the trivia right for bobby all right time now for are you in or are you out okay okay you know what moving too fast bottom line are you in or are you out in or out of what? No time for questions, just action. In or out. Well, then I'm out. I'm sorry, Jet. Actually, you're already in. Are you in or are you out? On Sports 1440. I thought you would go, I'm in, Bob. We would have had a really cool moment, but uh, you kind of ruined the whole thing. All right, Duke Letterbuck. Feel Good Friday edition of In or Out, starting with the Edmonton Oilers, who are back in action tonight at Rogers Place, taking on the Minnesota Wild. Um, we just talked about it with Spec. The status of Ryan Nugent Hopkins still up in the air, but I'm saying regardless of whether Nuge plays or not, Warren Fogle will remain on the top line with Connor McDavid. You really come up with the hard ones right off the hop, don't you, Do Of course. Uh, it's always a hard question. Again, a guy's energy level is going to be down. You might want to eat ease him in. I'm going to go, I'm in with this one that Fogel will remain on the top line. It will be interesting to see. You never know who, there's been talk about that third line, exactly how it shapes up. There could be you could, if they're missing one other guy, and this I'm sort of getting off topic, what would you think of a, of a line with Ryan Nugent Hopkins at center, 
with Corey Perry and Evander Kane. I think that's a line with not a lot of high-end speed. Okay. It's funny you say this, Kevin. Yesterday during Fantasy Frenzy. Someone you, brought that up. You, you, know, you know how Connor and I will take the show, Connor, yep. in whatever, whatever direction the textures want to. And we were just discussing. Someone, someone mentioned We were that. talking about the, night, the night's previous game. We ended up spending the entire hour of the show debating Ryan Nugent Hopkins' place in this lineup. People saying, like, obviously, uh, this is outlandish, but to say he sucks and should play on the fourth line, yeah. he's a bum. Yeah, I'm not I'm not no, going to no. hear those conversations. No. But I, I said, I was like, I will hear an argument for him on the third line playing center there if you're trying to stretch your center depth up, like if the matchup mm-hmm. dictate it based on who you're playing. But in if this team is to win playoff rounds, Stanley Cup, Ryan Nugent Hopkins is playing in your top six because of his ability to play alongside other high caliber mm-hmm. players Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisel. He's proved it. And and so with with that in mind, like do the You if, can roll out three lines. You bang. can roll out three lines, and I just think your third line should be better utilized to give you a different look. Ryan Nugent Hopkins playing on the third line doesn't give you a different look because all the all the complaints about him are that he's not a play driver, not yeah, a line exactly, driver on his own. Exactly. But he is a terrific complimentary player to the best player in the world. Connor McDavid likes playing with Ryan Nugent Hopkins. We've seen that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously his role in the power play. <laughs> that that is not up for question after what we saw the other night. So um, I, 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 I'll hear the argument for yeah. a third line center role for Nuge, but I think long term, him playing third line should only be spot duty. I'm sorry for going off on that tangent. That, that's but, perfectly um, fine. I'm going to go. I'm in on this for tonight, and I would bet if it starts out tonight and Ryan Nugent Hopkins is feeling okay, I think that he could finish on the line with McDavid if he plays. Yeah, I'm in with you too. Um, solely for the fact Fogo was going last game, proved it, two goals obviously. And coming off of sickness, you know, Nuge is potentially might, his lungs might be a little a little uh, mm. not up to par, etc. cetera. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, we could see Fogo remain up there. On the other side of the slate, uh, the Wild coming in, trying to chase down a final playoff spot uh, led by, of course, uh, Kirill Kaprizov, who I'm saying is uh, the most underrated superstar in the NHL. I can go first if you want, Eddie. Sure, if you go want, ahead. go ahead. If you're if you're ready, if you got one in the chamber, I I don't have a player in the. Cha- I'm going to go out. Okay. I don't have someone to replace the name, but I'm just going down the list of top points getters, and I was looking at his career. I, I don't think I'm not going to call him a superstar. Uh, and that's where you're going to get okay. me where I'm out. He's not a superstar. Great player, but not a superstar. I'm going to go. I'm in on this one. Um, I was trying to find, uh, and I should have done a little more work on this. I, I was trying to find an injury from 10 years ago when he was playing in Russia. Mm-hmm. Because the year he was drafted, he only played three games for uh uh, a, a, a long, it's a name about this long with one vowel in Russia. <laughs> but he was drafted in the fifth round. I understand that he played several years after that in Russia before he came over. But I'm going to go, yeah. I, first of all, I, I, I want to know what happened in those three games because I don't know. Maybe you do know, Duke. But 10 years ago, the year he was drafted, he only played three games. And then he was drafted in the fifth round. He had a great year the year before as a really young player. He's only 26. Mm -hmm. So then he stayed over and played several years, three, four more years, uh, five years actually in in Russia before coming over here. Immediate, immediate success. 
108 points. 108 points, Eddie. In his second year. In his NHL. second year. Second year. And that's the only time he's played a full season, 81 games. Does What yeah. classifies a superstar then, 108 no. points many years ago? Well, I mean... Last year, 75 points in 67 games. This year, 59 and 49. Two-time 40 goals. He yeah. scored 40 goals in just 67 games last year. So he's a superstar? I'm going to go, I'm in. I, 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 I am okay, in. I, yeah. I'm just trying to... Just ask uh, the question's underrated, right? So who else are we talking about yep. as far for as sure, superstars? For sure. And that's the, the challenge. So, I mean, Al- Alex Barkov's name also gets always put in this conversation. Mm-hmm. But um, I think with Florida's ascension... Uh, to not only the top of the division, they went to the Stanley Cup Finals last year. I, I think Barkov is maybe kind of getting a little more of the recognition that he certainly deserves because he's a terrific player, Selkie candidate every year. Like Kaprizov, he is like yeah. built like an ox. He, he's only 5'10", he's but short, he's yeah. rock solid. He's tough. Yeah. You know, he took that cross check to Dylan in the kidneys. Mm-hmm. He's fine. He, so like he just does, and he's he's dynamic. Like yeah. I think he's right up there with the likes of Connor McDavid and Nate McKinnon, like in terms of dynamic, in terms of skating with the puck. Etc. So I, okay. I, I love his game, and I'm excited to to watch him tonight. And I think any fans going to the game should uh, should be likewise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and being facetious and jokingly here, joking, jokingly here, I will say uh, honorable mention to Austin Matthews. <laughs> 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 Underrated Austin Matthews. That's his nickname, I think. Uh, Number three, Nashville Predators, uh, a team kind of surging up the standings a little bit here with some good play as of late. They've got a very favorable schedule over the next week, and as of right now... They're four points back of L.A. They sit four points back of L.A. By next Saturday night, (laughs) they will be ahead of L.A. and sitting in the number one wildcard spot in the NHL. I'm in. Oh, their I'm schedule in. schedule reads schedule as such. Yeah. Favorable. San Jose Sharks in yeah. San Jose in Anaheim. Back home to play Ottawa and Minnesota. Rounding it out with Colorado next Saturday. And they're coming off three straight dubs. Uh, I don't. I haven't looked. I don't know what kind of heavy lifting LA has in front of them. But based off their schedule alone, the Pred schedule, I'm in on this. I'm going to be. I'm out on this one. L.A. Kings uh, had a little bit of a streak going there. They're six three and one. Still uh, lost last night four to one to Nashville. That's a big four pointer there, as you would. Uh, that's probably why you made this question, Duke. Mm-hmm. I assume. But I'll be out. I think L.A. Even if they go five hundred, they'll still be ahead. They'll still be ahead. Yeah. of where Nashville. L.A. Is. plays Anaheim. Probably easy two points, but Edmonton. Calgary, who's playing much better as of late. Vancouver, we'll see if they can shake this uh, current streak by uh, next week. And then uh, technically next Sunday, the Devils play the King or the uh, the Devils play the Kings, pardon me, which would fall outside this parameter. So uh, not only uh, like more games to play for Nashville to, to make up mm-hmm. ground, but like you said, uh, Kev, realistically, the Kings would only need to win two of these yeah, to, uh, so. to stay ahead of the pace. So it's a good question, though, Duke. Preds are uh, Preds are an interesting team. What are well, they? again, we've we've been talking about UC Cyrus for months, for months. Kevin Lankinen has played very well yeah, for them this he year. Yes, and, and then they got Askarov in the minors. In the minors, yeah. yeah. A lot of things to consider for the. There's a lot of teams in that very mushy middle that are kind of mm-hmm. need to going to need to make some choices here as we approach the the deadline. Now only a couple weeks away, I guess. Yeah. Uh, number four, we chatted with um, Nick Bumgarner first thing this morning about the NFL Combine and draft, but. I'm saying the, the NFL Combine's almost fallen out of favor, and the school's pro days that they put on are much more useful tools, or maybe not more useful, but the teams use them more to assess draft talent for the NFL. I know who's going first on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be out. 
Okay. Um, the pro days are a big thing, and it's great for scouts to uh, come together and evaluate like the top prospects uh, at one school, or even sometimes they'll combine multiple schools that are close in the vicinity. But uh, why, and what I've heard is one of the issues with these pro days, it's a controlled environment. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you're running, you know the turf you're running on. Um, you're familiar with your surroundings. The nerves aren't going to be the same. It's controlled drills. Sure, they'll do some of the same drills that are at the combine, but you'll do other drills that maybe uh, might lean towards some of your strengths and be more favorable so you can control that and kind of manipulate it. And then if you're a quarterback, for example, you're throwing to your guys. You're throwing yeah. to receivers that you're familiar with. So it's it's way easier to manipulate and have a good showing at a pro day as opposed to at the combine where it is um, much more raw. You're there with a bunch of other strangers and you're having to truly show your own personal talent amongst others. Whereas a pro day, like I say, it's just so much more controlled and you can really manipulate how good you show. I'm going to agree with you for sure, Eddie. Like, why am I stupid or what? Yes, but um, just because of of that fact, and also now, it's your you're just with your guys, and now you're going up against the very best. Exactly. So that's the other thing. Uh, quick question for you: that there's been talk about this Wonderlick text, test, mm-hmm. and where do guys take that before? Like in between, like when is that taken and how, and a lot of guys aren't taking it now Yeah, because there's talk about it being released and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that normally the Wonderlick would be taken at the combine and that would be the first thing you do at the combine okay. before you participate in the physical events. Because it's people are, this is getting out and people are going, Oh, this guy's not smart. Yeah. That wasn't the Wonderlick that he took. It was, I think it's called the S2 cognition test. Okay. And basically that I think all the players will still take the Wonderlick, but apparently Apparently agents and stuff are steering their clients away, like their players away from taking this S2 cognition test. And I mean, man, how kind of like its validity got pretty much put down the tube because that was the knock on CJ Stroud that he scored lower on it than any other quarterback ever. And he just won offensive rookie of the year and looks like the next franchise cornerstone. So it's uh, the, the, here's what I'll say, like my opinion on this. I agree with you, Eddie, that it's not, the pro days are not as good of a representation, but I think teams get tricked into thinking it is because it's more close to real game action, right? You're running drills, throwing passes to receivers. It's not just, uh, you know, physical trait measurements and things and and just throwing a ball down, whatever. Because look at a couple teams over the past few years that have gotten based off of this. Zach Wilson is the standout poster boy for like, why are we even having pro days? It's doesn't give you an accurate representation because you make one across the body throw 60 yards downfield and people think you're you're the next Brett Favre. Well, Zach Wilson stinks. Like yeah. he <laughs> he is not an NFL quarterback. Probably maybe a backup one at best, but not one you feel comfortable putting in a game. So it's I, I agree with you, Eddie, that I don't think it should be taken with so much stock. But I think mm-hmm. teams do, and, and that's uh, like I said, the phrasing of the question to be like. They use it more than they should, I guess, is, is what I'm saying. And uh, but but yeah, the combine, even at the NHL combine, I mean, like, they're it's just it's just measurables, right? Like, well, most pro days are scripted too, so you know as a player what you're going to go in. I know I'm going to go and do the forty. I'm going to go do this. I know what drills I'm going to do. And same with the NFL combine, it's scripted to a degree, but at the same time, there is an element of unknown. You don't know what. Um, where in the line you're going to be standing. So Mm -hmm. am I going to be going first? Am I going last? Um, There's all types of other elements 
that think, you aren't prepared for and the combine. The key word is familiarity that yeah. you're talking yeah. about with your own guys as opposed to being in a, a situation and an atmosphere maybe that you are not totally familiar with. Yeah. And it's a meat market too. You're there in yeah. your, your shorts and every scout's there, got a clipboard, they're looking at you. The guns are out. Oh, man, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, for us at the CFL Combine, you had to go up yeah. on stage and uh, you're just in your, your spandex shorts, that's it, and you go on stage, shirt off everything, and there's a crowd of 100-plus media and all the, the execs and whatnot from the clubs, and they're all just looking at you, looking at their clipboard writing, looking at you, looking at their clipboard writing, and you just feel so yeah. terrible Nick's about yourself. Stuff there. Oh, hey, oh, man, God. the worst. Alrighty, and last one to round out the week. Uh, it is National Banana Bread Day, and in honor of our good friend <laughs> Jason Strudwick and all of his absolutely terrible takes on everything from Star Wars movies to food, uh, the best iteration of banana bread is one that includes both chocolate chips and nuts. Oh, I mean, Strutty's probably listening to this one right Strutty's now. Strutty's puking know. right now. So he will not... His take on banana bread is that if you add stuff to this, it's, it's not, not ba- called it's banana, not banana bread. bread. He's, so his take is that banana bread sucks. Yeah. And there was like, oh, and people saying this. And he's like, that's not banana bread. As soon as you add chocolate chips or nuts, it's not banana bread. And I don't know if anybody has ever been uh, quite as lambasted as much as Strutty was. Mm-hmm. I remember exactly where I was driving in the city <laughs> when I heard that live on the Gregor show what, a couple of years ago now. Like, it was one of the funniest things that I've ever heard on live radio. <laughs> I don't go ahead, Eddie. I don't know. Well, I'll disagree be, with Struds, yeah. and it won't even be a respectfully disagree. <laughs> uh, I am so in chocolate chips, nuts. That thing is banana bread. As long as it's got the the little black uh, the black things that float throughout the banana bread, the texture or the you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What, how I mean, do you it's not a seed, that? but how it's, do you it's 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 part of it's, banana bread. It's the banana bread. The banana in the banana <laughs> bread. But as long as it's got that and the banana taste, it's banana bread, baby. I'm going to disagree. I'm I'm going to side with Struddy for once in my life. What? For once in my life, I'm going to side with Struddy. Because if you make a really nice, moist banana bread without all that stuff, it tastes great. So I guess I'm sort of agreeing, but not. Yeah, you're, but you, does it taste you're better? You're agreeing with Struddy that as soon as you add stuff to it, it's not banana bread. Right. But you're disagreeing with Struddy where he says, no matter what, if it doesn't have the other stuff in it, it's terrible. So that's KK, exactly. It that's tastes my great thing. on its own, but it does. does it taste better with it? I think it does. No, I think it, does. It, does. it tastes better with all those things. Yes. All thank right. you. Laura makes these muffins and I have them every morning. Duke sees it in here. They're just almost like that, except for, but minus the banana. Add zucchini instead. Oh, so, nice. You know, yeah. So yeah. it's a zucchini muffin, but it's got minor amount of chocolate chips, lots of nuts, lots of sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, nice. etc. We'll have a bake-off because Stephanie makes right. some serious things too. So Laura bring in, yes. uh, Stephanie will bring in, and yeah, we'll compare. I'll, I'll whip something up. You'll be just stopping at Bonton. Picture me in my in my kitchen with like my little chef's hat on, flour on my <laughs> oh, face, yeah. bowls everywhere. Flour on your face. God, <laughs> yeah. dude. Chef hat looking like, like, like a young Mark Spector oh, in the, like in the bowels Duke. of Bonton sweeping it, the floors. Dude. A young Chef Boyardee. <laughs> oh, boy. 
Man, two hours again, just flying by. This is by. a fun one, guys. You got a busy uh, week ahead of you, Eddie, here? Yeah, it's going to be a fairly busy weekend, busy day, just doing some sales calls and then uh, just being with the kids, getting out. I'm with them alone tonight, so probably do a nice little movie night Ooh. at home. I'm, uh, I've mentioned this before. As you all know, I love food, but popcorn. So I'm going to go to the mm. movie theater, buy some popcorn, bring it home for the kids. Wow. I'm that guy. Really? I'm that guy. Oh, yeah. I respect that, actually. I'm that guy. Like, oh, movie uh, theater no popcorn is different. No shame. I get it. I get it. No shame. Okay. I got a, I got a Cineplex gift card that I, I like. I don't go to the <laughs> movies, but I might just bring it just so, like, some days after work, I'll just head up the stairs right up the studio here and go get myself a little treat for an evening. Yeah, man. They'll put a bag on a top hot, of it. Hot air, Eddie. Truffle oil. Truffle salt. I do like the truffle. We do that oh, at truffle home. Truffle oil, yeah, truffle salt. We do, I Duke, know I've been trying okay. to get you on this for a long time. Uh, yeah, yeah, Kevin yeah. carries the AM radio money getting all this truffle, <laughs> truffle oil. And stuff. <laughs> well, you know. he, he ain't lying. <laughs> yeah, it can get a little spicy there. That. <laughs> so, no, it's good stuff. Uh, and again, you're more than welcome to join us tomorrow night at the watch party. Uh, we'll talk about that. It's at Century Casino. We'll talk about that after the break, give you all the details. But come on down tomorrow night, watch the Oilers game uh, against the Flames, and we will be giving away tickets to that game. We'll talk about that after the break. And at the top of the hour, we'll have some uh, open time. We'll also get to Derek Ryan. A one-on-one I did with Derek Ryan yesterday as the Oilers get ready for Minnesota tonight. We will have David Amber from Hockey Night in Canada at 920 as well and then Joe O'Donnell Minnesota Wild play-by-play man at 10 Ted Appleman from Team Sturme the head coach is uh, Selena Sturme gets set to take on Jennifer Jones today noon at the Scotty's Tournament of Hearts before that time now for a Sports 1440 update brought to you by Tommy Guns our unique lounges and casual setting makes it easy for anyone to rock a new look get the best hot towel shave experience in canada hands down book now at tommyguns.com here's the duke